on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin One pound to put in Mama's fridge Where the wobbler and the dragonfly Knew us like they knew the river bend But as sure as yabbies bite your toes This boyhood story had to end Six after four. Good morning, everybody. Welcome along to High Tide. Grant Boyden in the studio with you this morning. Thanks to Dave Southern. I'll be looking forward to uh, that space segment later on today here on the Super Radio Network. Should be an absolute ripper. I'm a, I'm a space geek. I'm an absolute space geek. I love it. Forecast for today's looking a lot better than it was yesterday. Heading for a top of 22 degrees, which is four up on yesterday. We'll take that all day. No rain forecast at this stage. The forecast for Sydney enclosed waters, westerly about 10 knots, becoming northeasterly in the middle of the day, then becoming north to northwesterly by evening. Seas below 0.5 of a metre. And offshore, not looking too bad either. If you don't mind, a little bit of a blow coming in from the south. Uh, nothing too dramatic. They're saying west to southwesterly, 15 to 20 knots, becoming variable down to about 10 knots. So at the moment, um, it, there was no wind as I came across the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So hopefully it stays uh, around about that variable 10 knot mark for most of the morning. 1 to 1.5 metres will be the seas, decreasing to 1 metre during the morning. Small will be a southerly 1.5 to 2.5 metres. There is a strong wind warning still current for the Eden Coast as well. The um, current's making their way way down the coast, looking a bit uh, patchy, uh, it has to be said. Um, lots of eddies off the New South Wales coast, which is um, not too bad. At least we know that um, that there's going to be some fish on the bite. Well, expecting there's going to be some fish on the bite. I'll give you the uh, tides for today as well, as soon as I can get them on my mobile phone. Not having Kieran Reeky in the studio has not helped me out one iota. Uh, I'll tell you why in just a few moments too, so stick around. Here are the tides uh, for today. We are looking at... um for Fort Denison, uh, a low tide at 4.26am, so we're not far off that. It's going to be 0.41 of a metre. The next tide will be at 10.36am, 1.42 of a metre. So that's not bad timing for those that want to have a, a little bit of a lie in bed on this Sunday morning. The second low will be at 4.26, which will be a 0.54 of a metre, and 10.36pm, 1.56 of a metre. Later on tonight, for those that are game and prepared to hang out. The temperature is going to drop a little bit overnight. Tomorrow, very light winds up and down the East Coast. So uh, tomorrow and Tuesday, yeah, back to work for many. Back to work for many. And, of course, the weather is going to improve. Don't you just hate that. Alan Blake will join us just after 5 o'clock. And don't forget, the Blakes Marine do have a Stace of 429 Rampage, powered by a 30-horsepower Suzuki on special at the moment. Uh, it comes with two rod holders, marine battery box, carpeted lower floor, carpeted fuel tank rack, uh, forward uh, casting platform with storage, a anchor well, 
transom steps and rail. You've got two uh, times uh, side pockets, bench seats, uh, low bow and side rails as well. So no getting caught up when you're trying to drag those fish in. Fuel tanks and lines, 12 months boat and trailer registration and five-year boat and trailer warranty. It's going out the door for just under $19,000, but if you speak to them very kindly, I'm sure they will look after you. Alan will join us just after 9 o'clock, uh, sorry, just after 5 o'clock this morning. He's down in Hobart at the moment. I, um, I'm desperately after some new deodorant. Kieran's not in the studio today. No? Blakey's down in Hobart. I'm starting to take it personally, people. I really am starting to take this quite personally. Uh, Kieran, let me tell you about the story with Kieran. Yesterday, he looked a little bit green around the gills. So Brendan and I commandeered him and said, we want you to go off and visit a doctor. The doctor was so happy to see him. Said, look, let's, why don't we stay here for dinner? You can crash here overnight. We'll have some brekkie in the morning and send you out the door the next day and, and see how you're feeling. So nothing major. At that, well, at this stage, we don't believe it's anything major. He just wasn't looking uh, fabulous yesterday. and We thought we'd err on the side of caution. And he didn't argue, to his credit. He did not argue one iota, which is unusual for Kieran. He loves to argue. <laughs> Brendan's in the background just killing himself laughing at the moment. Um, so that is the story there. Nothing to worry about uh, as far as we know, uh, but we just thought we'd um, err on the side of caution with that one. So that is the state of play with him. But yesterday, well, what a day yesterday. I'm not quite sure we got... The, the winds that they were forecasting, there, there was certainly some wind about. Um, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts if uh, you went offshore, what it was like, the conditions were like. I, I sort of got home from work and uh, the wind was uh, probably about 10 to 15 um, up on the plateau and I was looking down and I could see, you know, the ripples in the water, in pit water, and I thought, you know, I'm not, I don't care too much about the, the wind. Obviously, I like the wind. I sail. It makes life a lot cheaper for me, but um, it was cold, and I thought, look, no, I'm, not, I'm just not going to go out today. I can stay on the mooring. Monday, I've got off, and that looks like a pretty decent day, so I'm going to go for a bit of a run uh, Monday. So up around that area, if you're uh, out and about and catching some fish, would love to know. The reports that Kieran were talking, was talking about uh, through Pitwater, courtesy of Narrabeen Bait and Tackle yesterday, sounds really promising. Uh, it sounds like there's a fair amount out there, and we know... Uh, from chatting with Brad yesterday, too, that offshores are going to be pretty solid. Speaking of which, uh, we're going to uh, replay that for those that missed uh, our Lake Macquarie report yesterday. We're going to catch up with uh, Greg uh, Reed as well. And that's coming up straight after the break. And uh, as I say, we'll have Alan Blake online. All the regular guests will be along. And don't worry, Dave, you will get your wish as president of the Laurie McAnally Fan Club. He will be on the program this morning. <laughs> and um, I've got no doubt leading us astray. Right now, we'll take a break when we come back some fish reports. Talking Sport, weekdays from three. Yeah, g'day, Graham. You know me? I'm the wrestling fan, Regalia fan, Graham. You know me? Uh, I think so, yes. My mate and I were given Gorilla Monsoon plenty. We were calling him every name in the sun, <laughs> and Texas thrown him over the top rope and he's landed at my feet. And he stood up with a head bigger than a watermelon oh, and he's yeah. screaming at me <laughs> six inches from my face, spraying me with spit and sweat. <laughs> 
I lost five pounds that night all the <laughs> Weekdays from three. My brother's nice to sit there and go, oh, there goes the table again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon Bellamy goes back through those old tapes and has a look at them for some tactics on the weekend? <laughs> Great question, B-Man. <laughs> if anyone, what? if anybody ever <laughs> criticises us because there's something we don't talk about, I'm just going to get give him Tony's number. Uh, Bulldog Craig says the caller Tony is living his best life today. He's all this. having the best day. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you made his day. This is 2SM. Hot, hot body you've ever seen Ring comes on steady, hot and strong just keeps on and on. Want the assurance of an Aussie family-sized electric water heater with a 12-year cylinder warranty? Install a ring. Install a ring. Then accept nothing less than Australia's best. Good for the game tomorrow? Nah, still trying to sell the car. Oh, give me your phone, let me do it. Yeah, good luck. Car sales, instant offer. Car sales, what? Instant offer. You can skip creating an ad, dealing with buyers and waiting for a decent offer all weekend. Is that the offer for my car already? Yep. Now just take it to one of the official buyers nationwide, get it looked over, and the money drops the next business day. So I'll see you at the game then? Yeah, see you at the game. Car sales instant offer. The hassle-free way to sell your car. T&C Supply. Hi, Timmy Manor here. Have you received an electricity or gas price increase? Or are you worried about the rising energy costs? Give Red Energy a call. Their Aussie-based team will give you a no-obligation energy bill comparison. And you might be surprised what they have to offer. Plus, Red Energy is owned by Snowy Hydro, a leader in renewable energy. Give 100% Australian-owned Red Energy a call today on 131 806 or visit redenergy.com.au. Eligibility criteria and conditions apply. Bendix EV Hybrid Brake Pads are designed to meet the changing needs of EV braking systems, ensuring a low environmental impact whilst delivering low dust and quieter operation. Cleaner wheels, longer brake disc life and Bendix Green Titanium Stripe technology for instant friction without the need for bedding in. Ask for Bendix EV Hybrid Brake Pads at your next service. Bendix, put your foot down with confidence. Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSuperNetwork.com. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river. Catch up with the Tuna King. Boy, oh boy, Renegade Blue Water Charters had a week. Bradley, g'day, how are you? Good, thank you, Grant. How are you? Oh, mate, watching a guy, a photo of a guy on your boat, uh, probably, I, I'm guessing he'd be in his uh, 50s, no disrespect intended if I'm wrong, trying to pick up a tuna that he just cannot pick up. It's just <laughs> too bloody heavy for him. Tell us all about it. We had some first world problems there. We did. We sort of um, lots of tuna action and, yeah, lots of action and, yeah, lots of happy snaps and, yeah, they're a little bit big to handle, I were, to pick up and put in the esky and take a photo with. They were by yourself. Whereabouts were you fishing for those? Uh, straight out off Swansea, a little bit south off Catherine Hill Bay, just over the edge of the continental shelf. It was, yeah, it was great fishing it was, that's for sure, during the week there. Gee, you bought in a ton of them too, didn't you? 
Yes, yes, we, everybody caught one, that's for sure. And, and, what, and what sort of rigs were you using out there, for, to, just to give people a bit of a heads up? Uh, we were just trolling like skirted lures, smaller ones like marlin fishing lures with 24 kilo fishing line. And, yeah, it's basically small marlin, like striped marlin fishing gear it was. It also, peeps, if you do go and have a look at his uh, Facebook page, the Renegade Blue Water Charters Facebook page, there's a photo of him piloting uh, the charter boat out uh, through the bridge, which is done of a night, which looks absolutely awesome. What else has been happening around your – oh, 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 have they started digging holes in the water yet? Yes, they have. I was, <laughs> I was, Tuesday was a good day there. They did actually start the channel dredging. So everybody, if you're out in that area, be aware there are there is dredging equipment about, and uh, you need to uh, take care when navigating around that. So where are the fish been biting in uh, Lake Macquarie, and what what can you recommend? Uh, in the Channel, the blackfish have been uh, they've been quite good. The old Ludrick fishermen there with the cabbage just drifting along the um, rock walls. The salmon and tail have been in the lake and in the Channel. And there's a few brim around at the moment as well. And the, there's been a lot of fish hanging around the bait schools around the tailor. You know, the schools and that like uh, flathead and brim around them as well. There has been lately. And they're typically down the um, western to the southern end of the lake at the moment. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's been really good like that in the lake. But this, this weekend will be a great weekend. You've got a good moon and tide at the moment. So, yeah. So what- what time would you recommend people go and have a, a bit of an attack? Uh, yeah, it's the dawn and dusk and into the evening. But if you're going to use lures, you'd be just first thing in the morning and just look for the tailor schools and just fish underneath the tailor schools. Even if the even if the tailor have moved on, you just hang around there where they were working for another 15, 20 minutes and see what's around and then just keep moving after that. There's a lot of water in that Lake Macquarie. I'm just looking at it on a, on a map at the moment. There's there's so many areas for fish to congregate. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. This time of year, the water's a little bit warmer down the south end of the lake, so, you know, they'll be tending to congregate down there a little bit more, I think, from my experience. What, Taylor's Bay side or? Beg your pardon? Down around Taylor's Bay side? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a good spot there. And around Poor Bar Island is another great spot. There's a lot of areas around there that sort of fish very well, that's for sure. It's nice deep water around there too, I'm just noticing. And uh on Navionics they've got quite a few uh GPS marks for uh <laughs> so if you if you've got Navionics and the I think you have to have premium for that, but if you've got it, um somebody's very kindly put in some really red hot spots. Uh, to go, actually, that's just red spots everywhere in Lake Macquarie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good spots there, that's for sure. Yeah. Are these your markers, Brad? <laughs> I don't think they are, but uh, some of them I'll probably horn a few times, that's for sure. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks so much for your time. If people want to get in contact with you, how do they go about it? Uh, just give us a buzz, uh, 0437-389-097, or just flick us a message on Facebook or Instagram off our sites on there. Time to head down the south coast and find out how fishing's been going down there. And brought to us by Pro Lure Australia is Greg Reed. G'day, Greg. How are you today? 
Very good morning. Not bad. How are you guys? Not too bad. Not too bad. Keeping out of trouble. Blakey's away, so that's good news for us. We we won't have the the uh, professor breathing down our our necks every time we make a mistake. And I'm trying to keep Kieran under control, so that's a full time job as well. How's, you, how's your work? You write been? a book on it. <laughs> yeah, we week's been pretty good. A bit windy yesterday, but um, that should back off a little bit now. Um, yeah, and morning tides maybe a bit of a snapper day today, but um, yeah, week's week's been okay. We're getting sort of mixed reports up and down the coast uh, this oh, morning yeah, too. August, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, depending on where you are, if you're in the it's it's a funny thing. If you're in the right depth and you're in the right water temperature and everything, all the boxes are ticked. They're coming up left, right, and centre, but finding those locations appears to be the uh, fun part. Yeah, yeah. Like, and if we start offshore, it's a bit of a mixed bag off there too because there is a finger of warm water sort of, you know, licking the coast at the moment. So the water's actually very patchy and the fish can either like that or not. Uh, snapper probably tend to prefer the, the, the cooler water and with the westerlies that we've had yesterday and well, strong westerlies yesterday and then, and then continuing west-northwest today, you know, the 30-metre mark out the front of Jervis Bay along the sand line, Somewhere on your favourite point for a feeder snap is probably one of the best um, best options. That and the feeder squid. Um, it'd be a bit windy inside the bay, particularly over towards the um, eastern side. That's the side away from all the villages um, with the westerlies blowing. But um, yeah, haven't had any reports really from JB. Um, it's pretty quiet this time of year. Like like things. This is this is we're in the toughest phase of the whole sort of piscatorial calendar at the moment. Um, August particularly. I just I don't bother fishing it. I've probably said this a couple of times over the few, last few months, but I don't bother fishing it in August. It's just too hard. And it's really interesting because the basin goes dormant for the majority of species inside the basin. Yeah. Um, once you get into the Sussex Inlet River, the river actually leading out to sea, that can be different because that can actually be a couple of degrees warmer uh, where you get a bit of a, a more of an influence from the ocean. And some of the ocean water at the moment's you know, 19, um, even patches at 20 if you get the right patch. But um, there's plenty of ludric, plenty of blackfish and, and brim and trevally in the channel um, if you're fishing really light. But the basin itself is just, it's a bit of misery this time of year. Like it's we, another couple of weeks, you know, we get a few warm days after this cold spell. Prawns come out of the mud early September, then it's um, then it's game on. And, and that's the basin. But if you go a little bit further south, there's systems further south of us from here in, in, in between here and Batemans Bay where fishing in the estuaries is actually really good. So to be honest, I've never been able to work that out. Um, it's It's got something to do with obviously I think the water exchange, like the water doesn't exchange much in the basin. It's more of a, a diurnal system where the tide goes out for a couple of weeks on the dark and then it comes in for a couple of weeks on the full moon. Um, that's obviously got some sort of impact on it. But a lot of the smaller systems further south that have, better exchange of water and actual actually regular tidal flows because the main body of the creek or or the it's just a creek itself where it's really close to the ocean and you've got a better exchange of water those systems tend to fish um tend to fish a bit better and there's been some there's some really good brim lakes south of us here which are you know well documented if you're kind of if you're in that space without me haven't mentioned too many of them because i'll get crucified by all the crew down Well, having grown up on Swan Lake, I can tell you there's not much in there. <laughs> that's about the only two no, I can give. That is just a myth. Swan Lake is an epic little fishery. Yeah, 
Yeah, what, what, are they, are they stocked fish? Because I, no, I last time no, I was no, there, no, no. most people, most people just don't know how to fish, Grant. Most people still haven't got their head around three and four pound braid and three and four pound leader. Particularly, you need three pound leader sometimes in winter, let alone four pound. And most people are still, you know, they've just got the the Kmart combination out from from Grandad's shed, and they're chucking out ten, fifteen pound line with a Paternoster rig on it and a double hook rig in an estuary, and wondering why they don't catch anything. That's um, me. Yeah, yeah, that's why you're not catching it. <laughs> so Swan Lake particularly, yes, it is netted, but the netting in there is, I think, oh, I, forget, I forget what the tonnage is. It's not enough to affect it. There's a resident population in there, black brim in particular. Oh. Um, mix of both black and yellow, and it's been open to the um, entrance a number of times this year. But if, we, if you can get a few months where the lake's closed, the water level comes up, it fills in the timber around the edges, a lot of the black brim will come out of the creeks, mooch around in the main part of the lake and it's it's just such a, a fantastic little uh, fishery that we've got on our doorstep that everyone complains about and yet particularly once it gets warmer in the spring you can go in there and have 50, 60 fish sessions no problem at all. But you've just got to, and lure fishing is it's one of those systems where lure fishing is much better because you have to continue to move just to find the fish because they move around the lake. Yeah. Um, but basically all you need is just an electric motor, a little boat or a kayak, um, three, four pound braid, four pound leader, a little, little pro lure S36 crankbait or an ST72 um, shallow or deep diving minnow, chuck it into the timber up against the bank and then slowly twitch that lure out and put a pause into it and you'll be surprised how your whole world changes. Oh, cool. Well, I, I haven't been there since I was a kid, but I remember back in those days, I don't ever think um, I was ever down there when the, the lake was open. It was always closed off because I'd go... And that's the best time. Yeah. That's I'd go surfing on the beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but like these lakes down here, like Lake Conjola, everyone complains about oh, when Lake Conjola shut the fish is no good. No, you don't know how to fish. With all due, with all due respect, most people just haven't got their head around the light tackle estuary game in terms of lure fishing in particular. Which is, you think about it, when these lakes are shut, there's actually more competition for food. Yeah. So you can actually locate where the, the uh, a good school is around the edges, and you put an offering in front of them. They're actually a, and a really lightly presented realistic offering um, the fish are actually more inclined to eat and I prefer to fish the eye coals down here a lot of the time when they're closed because that's when there's higher competition for food and the fish are more inclined to eat so um, Lake Conjola particularly is a good fishery in winter um, and there's a few other systems like I was up a system last weekend with my son and we came across the carcass of you know I'd say the fish was around about 10 to 15 kilo dewy that had been eaten by a seal and it was in the brackish water. Um, we were catching salmon on top water, just flicking little prawns into snags and then having these Australian salmon come up like where, where they shouldn't be. Shouldn't be in brackish water on a snag yeah. kilometres from kilometers from the coast. But um, so who really knows? So yeah, estuary side of things, give the basin a miss till early September um, or, or prove me wrong. I'd love to be proved wrong. I used to fish it in August, and I go, "Why the bloody hell did I fish it?" Got <laughs> for punishment. And then, yeah, and then I go back. I go, "No, I'm going to prove it wrong this year." No, I didn't. You didn't prove it wrong again, see. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like, I'd like some. And reports locally, yeah, the last couple of weeks, there's nothing much has changed. So the water's still pretty cold, and it's crystal clear in most places. Although we did have a good drop of rain on Thursday night, so that'll actually um, 
that'll help it. But um, in the meantime, some of those bigger swam, uh, bigger swimmers, bigger salmon from the far south coast uh, appear to have sort of swum north of Batemans Bay. So there's a better size class of Australian salmon on the beaches, um, along along with um, some good tailor, um, and also around the rocky headlands as well. Um, so yeah, I don't have any reports of uh, tuna at the moment. You probably do better than me and keep your ear to the ground with that. Um, I've been a bit off the pace with that this week, but um, ocean temps really nice. You'll have a little south swell this weekend, um, enough to sort of keep your eye on the ledges if you if you're contemplating you know you know hitting the ledges for drummer or um, or, or or the uh, rock sort of species. Um, so, yeah, keep your eye on that south swell. But, um, yeah, all in all, light westerlies, bit of sunshine, and um, things will be warming up in the next couple of weeks. Sounds perfect. Mate, I look forward to uh, you having a big, big spring and summer. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Happy days. All the best to you. And don't forget, he has brought you with the good wishes of ProLureAustralia.com.au. Go check out the website for more information. We'll be back with more of High Tide on the other side of this. Gary Stewart, weeknights from 8pm. Don't make a statement unless you have all the facts. Someone said that the Aboriginal owned 55% of the land in Australia. Yeah. You corrected, it said 16.1. That's a big difference between 16 and 55%. I don't know where they get their information from is what really is disturbing. Talk Tonight has Sydney talking. Wind turbines. Mm-hmm. They say oh, they kill birds and whatever, but the bloody things go real slow. How do they kill birds? I don't know. There's a lot of misconceptions about everything lately. Uh, yeah, there is. Gary Stewart, weeknights from 8. A few weeks ago I heard someone talking about this terrible racist country Australia. We certainly are a multinational, multicultural, but there is racism here, though you've got to admit there's still racism in the country. Kids calling me a pommywog and spitting on me and kicking me. It was awful. That's completely unexpected. But that's what they did to the kids. That was the initiation. Gary Stewart. Weeknights from 8pm. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. If you want to learn how to light up your career in an electrical trade or organise the office in admin, MEGT can connect you with thousands of employers Australia-wide. Earn while you learn with the number one experts in apprenticeship and traineeships. With a dedicated accounts team in every state, MEGT supports you from start to finish. Find your me with MEGT and visit megt.com.au forward slash jobs. Polaris end of financial year deals are on now with great savings across the range. Get $1,000 free accessories on the two-seat Ranger 570, the three-seat Ranger Northstar and the six-seat Ranger Northstar Crew. Get 2,000 free accessories on the upgraded 23 Ranger Diesel and a whopping $3,000 free accessories on the Ranger XP1000. On top of that, finance is also available to approve purchases at a 6.99% rate. Don't miss out. See your local Polaris dealer. Polaris, think outside. You'll see more of Australia in less time when you travel by plane with Outback by Air. In a fraction of the time it would take you by road, Outback by Air will fly you to destinations you'll never forget and you'll probably never see again. 
What you will cover in a week on Outback by Air, all-inclusive tour, would take you up to a month or more to do in a motor car. Check the packages and destinations available at outbackbyair.com.au or you can phone 1300-310-503. This is 2SM Sydney. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 27 minutes away from 5 here on High Tide. We will update the uh, 5 o'clock news for you on the Super Radio Network very, very shortly. Not looking too bad at the moment. Looking at windy, it's saying 13 knots offshore at the moment and dropping. Uh, Why do you get, though, the, uh, the more the wind increases up to about 26 knots sustained? But... If you're on the 26 knot range, I hope you've got your passport with you because you're going to be a long way offshore, particularly if uh, you're heading out off Sydney or Coffs Harbour. Down towards the Eden Coast, though, there is still a strong wind warning. And speaking of the southern parts of New South Wales, time to catch up with Ross O'Brien. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, mate. How's life in the fast lane, all right? Oh, it's it's not doing too bad. I, I'm I'm investigating while I'm on air some different types of deodorant. I'm obviously uh, taking this a bit personally. The Blakey won't be in the studio, and now Kieran bowed out. So, uh, yeah, some nice deodorant would work, I think. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. It doesn't get any better than this, does it? No, no. And and, and it, it really doesn't. When you look at the forecast for tomorrow, uh, I'll just I'll, I'll look at the offshore forecast for tomorrow. Northwesterly uh, to northeasterly, about 10 knots, increasing to 10 to 15. Like, this is that champagne sailing, that. We've yeah, got a swell out of the, the south at 1 to 1.5 metres uh, you know, inshore, increasing to 1 to 2 offshore. I mean... That's not a bad day out. It's looking good. Yeah, that's Monday, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there you go. If you want to get a tradie in Koyama... You might be in trouble. (laughs) No, no. No, all you do is go down to the boat ramp and all their utes are lined up. You can just write all their phone numbers down. (laughs) I know know that from the past, having spent... And you know I spent some time down there. And uh, if uh, the surf was up, you were struggling struggling to get a tradie. But in fairness to them, when the surf's rubbish, they put in the extra hours, so it all balances out. And that's how it should be, I reckon. Well, I I agree with you, mate, you know... Um, I I used to do it when the when the weather was good I'd disappear. Yeah. You know, don't come back for a couple of days. That's why I've had three wives, mate. <laughs> Forget where you left them. <laughs> yeah, forgot where I live. <laughs> forgot where I live. <laughs> but but really, I mean, that's the, the the one thing I loved so, and and the reason why I moved to the to the northern beaches up to the Avalon area was because I, I couldn't live in Kiama, but I loved that lifestyle. I loved oh, how yeah. chilled out people were. Oh yeah, you won't get a trade today. They're all out surfing. What? What? Yeah. If that happened in Sydney, there'd be mass sackings. But no, don't yeah. worry about it, because when the surf's rubbish, they'll put, all put in extra hours, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, they do. You it know? Wa- it weighs out. At the end of the year, they, the poor buggers work 365 days of the year. Yeah. You know, when you look at it, I mean, they're out catching fish, they're working. That's why they're all, all in good nick, mate. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's a great lifestyle, uh, and oh, up on up around Avalon, uh, while we don't quite have the same lifestyle, there a lot of the attitude like, but you know in Kiama, if you like in the city, if you went into um, you know Woolworths or Coles or one of those uh, shops and you were wearing board shorts and thongs, you'd, you'd be so out of place. But Kiama and, and Avalon and Newport and even yeah. even down as far as Mona Vale, that's just regular occurrence during summer. And that, you know, that's yeah. what I like. The same in the winter with me, mate. I wear my bed socks out. Yeah. What's the good of taking them off and having to put them back on, you know? Yeah. So I just slip them in, mate. You know, one, bloke, <clears throat> one day I went down the bowl and I had one uh, blue and one yellow on. And he said to me, you got one blue and one yellow sock? I said, yeah, no. And he said, don't you find that funny? I said, no, I've got a pair at home exactly the same. <laughs> I like it. But don't forget, Alan Blake does wear one green and one uh, red thong. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... That's how you know Port and Starboard, mate. <laughs> Actually, I, I haven't checked to see if they're on the right side. I'll have to check we'll that check next time out, I see mate. him. Yeah, yeah. I, I know he bought them because he's a mad South fan, but you might be right. <laughs> it might be Port and Starboard, so he remembers. Right. In that case, I need to get some thongs exactly the same. Fishing-wise, <laughs> uh, the crews, did they get out yesterday? No, mate, no one went out. We had quite strong here down on up on up on the hill we were at the farm, mate. We 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 sort of copped it. Oh really? But uh yeah, down on the harbour it was very ordinary. Um I'd say today you're gonna flat out be flat out getting into the boat ramp. Like what do we got, ten to fifteen west? South southwest was perfect. You'll get a good feed today too. The fish always after the bit of a blow, the fish get a bit more active. But you think it might be a case of take a number? Um, at the boat ramp, mate, I, I don't take much interest in the boat ramp, but uh, I just count the utes and that when I go past, you know. Yeah. Give them a look, see how many are in the car park. A few of the boys I know that go out, they give me a ring, let me know what's going on. Um, but I, I'd say today, you want to get down there now if you want to get out early. Um, I think there'll be quite a few down there today. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that's perfect. You know, 10 to 15, reaching 20 offshore. Yeah. South of Port Kemba early in the morning. I mean, that's spot on. Out uh, to 60 fathom, mate. And 22 degrees stuff. as well. That's pretty comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 22. Oh, no wonder the fire. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what no you... wonder the fire went out. <laughs> like yeah, that's four degrees up on yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I debated um, whether I should go out or not. I went home and had a look, and I thought, yeah, you know what? Uh, I didn't get much sleep the night before, so I thought, look, I think I'm better off having the sleep at 18 degrees. Yeah, not so excited. No, not so excited no, by that. 22. I I couldn't I couldn't stay at home at 22. No, no, definitely not. But. Um Mate, they've been getting good fish, like I said yesterday. It just continues, you know. There wasn't many out yesterday, obviously. Yeah. But um, during the week and um, on Friday, they, they absolutely killed it around the lake. They were getting dewies, everything, you know. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's definitely worth the trip to the lake today. It'll be nice and flat there, good for the kids. Only a little nooks and crannies there. You can sit on the rock wall and, yeah, good, good, should be a good day out for the family today with the little fellas, isn't Yeah. Um, out wide, the boys have been doing all right. Um, there wasn't any out yesterday, as, as I said, but earlier in the week they were doing all right out there. Um, a few stripe, uh, a few turner around. Um, struggling a bit with size. Um, there was, there, for every one big one, there was a little rat, you know? Yeah. So, um, that mean that was, for every new, every big one, there was five little rats. But, um, all in all, uh, the fishing's been great, mate. The flathead are still on, on the bite. You've got good snapping now, around the 60, 50, uh, 30 fathom mark. Um, and there's one big long reef runs all the way down to Jervis Bay, so um, it, it's a it, it's a good little reef to get on. Um, some problem you have there. Um, sometimes the current line runs pretty strong through there, uh, between 30 and 60, around the 40, 45, up to 50. Um, there's a, a ripper current just sails through there, and you play that hole the bottom. But yeah. if you go just a bit, bit. Uh, East of it, uh, you, you'll get out of it and you'll get some good fish. Um, Minamara's Minamara. I mean, honestly, it, it just... When doesn't it, it fire? Yeah, yeah, my goodness. It, uh, it, you know, like, I've got a lot of boys down that fish down there and they're all saying the same thing. You, you drop a line and you've got a fish. Yeah. And, and, um... They're good species too, you know, like they're getting flounder up, up the top end of the river. They're getting um, good snapper, a uh, good snapper at the entrance. But under the railway line, there's some great brim, big brim. See, they grow big there because they, they break the lines off around the pylons. Oh, yeah, so they get so free you, feeds. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, um, if you get one and get them away from the, from the uh, pylons, you get a good sized fish. Yeah, uh, my old mate Nigel down there. He's, he's been killing them down there, and he's getting good snapper at the entrance too. If you're listening, Nigel, how you going, buddy? <laughs> um, uh, what else? Oh, up around the farm, the boys have been doing all right there on the northern side. Yeah, uh, uh, are the the island out the front of uh, Minamurra. Been getting some good stuff along there. They got um, Kingy uh, in the mornings and uh, Stack Island. Yeah, Stack Island. Yeah, you know the, the real name for that is in Stack Island. They called it Stack Island after a boat run into it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of its real name now, but yeah, a boat, uh, sailboat, or uh, would it be Killerly? Something like Killerly. Uh, Kibberley is the farm. That's the Aboriginal name for the farm. Oh, okay. Because they've got it as yeah. the, uh, the there's a uh, they've got a, a surrounding uh, what would you call it uh, area mar- notification called the uh, Killerley Regional Park. So I was wondering. Yeah. Because I used to go. I'd, I'd park down at Minamurra, um and yeah. I'd jump on the surfboard and paddle across uh, the river and get onto the beach. It was always good fun, especially if the surf wasn't overly, you know, fantastic. It was just an easy yeah. way to get there. 
Did you ever 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 surf out the front of Stack Rock? No. Out the front of the island? No. Oh, mate, it's magic and a big swells. She breaks in about three foot of water. It's awesome. Oh, three foot of water? <laughs> that's oh, going to hurt on the way down? Yeah. Oh, it was deeper than three foot, but when you were up the top taking the drop, it looked like it, it feels like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done the farm. Yeah. I've done the boneyard, Bombo. Um, yeah. most of that, the harbour, as you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The harbour breaks well in the big swell. Yeah. My you word. Know, can, there, uh, there's a few... People down there and just sit and watch the entertainment, you know. Well, we, when, um, when we went out, the Ambos were sitting up in the hill just waiting for us to, to make get it wrong because there's lots of rocks. You have to... You, you paddle oh, yeah. in the next minute, you, you're hard on the rail trying to avoid a rock, so it's uh, it, yeah. it, it's a bit treacherous. I don't recommend people do it, but, you know, yeah. boys will be boys. But, when it when it's big enough, mate, it's perfect through there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get that you get that big left hand to curl around the rocks. Yeah, and back into the harbour. You know. So. Well, we used to enjoy sitting out there at the uh, the, the pool uh, out near yeah. near the blowhole in Big Swells because the waves yeah. would come into the, the pool and everyone would sit there and, you know, this will be fun, we'll get washed. And half of them were just getting absolutely pounded, you know, and just sit there. We and just... had one go over there not long back. Yeah, I remember that. He never come out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, doing things like we used to do are considered dangerous now. Back in the day, they were fun. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, see, the problem is nowadays if if you do something that we used to call fun and you get hurt, then you yeah. then you sue somebody and they, because they didn't have a sign up telling you it was dangerous. Yeah, well, that's that's the way the world's gone. You know, that's that's the American influence. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, like that that bloke that uh, sued the big manufacturer of those big homes, motor homes. I can't think of what the name of the company is at the moment. But he put on automatic, you know, he put it on cruise control and then went in the back to make a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he killed himself and his family. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so now they've got a big sign, you know. It's craziness, isn't it? On the dashboard. Craziness. Roscoe, yeah. we better leave it at that, my friend. Thank you very sure. much for your time this morning and uh, you have a wonderful, wonderful week and try and stay warm. Yeah, mate. Oh, it's nice down here today. Beautiful. Uh, Come down. Have some fun. It's, nice, right, guys? it's nice to hear you happy. <laughs> Bye, mate. See you, buddy. Ross O'Brien there with our South Coast report. We'll be back on the other side of this break and continue taking a look at where the fish are biting. We're going to be joined by Bobby Dean in just a moment. 2SM has Sydney talking. Wake up with Richard King. In your opinion, big business with price gouging is responsible for the inflation we're experiencing at the moment, Kevin. If all those people were just a little bit less greedy, how much better off would we be? Then from 9am, the king of talkback radio, John Laws. I think you're an idiot. You're a stubborn fool. Right, okay. I just thought I'd give you something to think about. Okay, well, it has. It's uh, got me thinking about stubborn fools that make stupid statements, and you're one of them. Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. What he needs to do, though, I believe, as the Prime Minister, is own up and say, look, I can't deliver on this promise. Talking sports. Weekdays from three. Happy? I know, I'm just saying. We're not talking about a pup here. He's been around for donkeys. Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. They've been screaming out for help here. State government's not listening. Neither is the local council. 2SM has Sydney talking. O-M-M.
After the big game, every sports fan deserves to kick back and relax. And what better way to do that than with a mattress from OMF? Get ready to unwind in style with the ultimate in comfort and relaxation. So, what are you waiting for? Head on over to OMF and check out their game-changing range of mattresses. Shop online or at over 50 locations nationwide, 100% Australian designed and owned. Where comfort meets sport. Next time you consider exploring the unknown, think about upping your game and taking your adventure to the next level with Maxxis Tyres. With a range of four-wheel drive patterns, including the popular Maxxis Razor, we've got you covered to make sure you get the ultimate adventure every time. Maxxis Tyres. Check out the range today at maxxistires.com.au. That's M-A-X-X-I-S. maxxistires.com.au. Hey, it's Candy here. As a presenter in the world of sport, I see many powerful performances. Now, thanks to Azito, we're helping power your next DIY project. Did you know Azito's 18-volt range is powered by Einhell? German-designed quality, driving innovation and performance. So you can power over 85 cordless tool and garden products with the same battery. Azito, powering DIYers all day, every day. Exclusively available at Bunnings Warehouse. Your flight centre, night centre, see the starry light centre, cruise centre, tours centre, are you insured centre? Stay young, have some fun, follow the sun, take the plunge, easy done centre, island top, over the top, one stop shop, never stop, your centre, our centre, flight centre, at the centre for 40 years. Flight centre. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Ten away from five, heading for a top of 22 degrees in Sydney and Brisbane, 23. Not bad going at all. Will that be good enough to get Bobby Dean out of bed and out there fishing? Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, the fishing part will be tomorrow, mate. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same. I, tomorrow just looks like just such a brilliant day. Uh, I'm with you. I'm I'm heading straight out first thing tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, go feed the fish. Uh, if I can get close enough to them to feed them, that will probably be the task. I'm not I'm not tipping. I'm going to drag too many in. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I guess I mentioned we nephew Phil reckon you know, well everything after a blow. Yeah. Well, he went up yesterday after a phone call from his old man. His old man got up one yesterday morning. He'd only been there 15 minutes. He got a 50 centimetre fish. Whoa. Yeah, beautiful fish. Bit over a kilo. Yeah. Great on the plate. Especially out of the wang. They're really, really fat. Yeah. And uh, he went up yesterday. He caught that many small fish, you know, in that 30, 32 centimetre range. He let what go he could that were just mouthful. Um, he took his daughter Isabel, she's about eight now. Yeah. And mad fish out. And more than competent. She can teach a lot of adult fishermen, I can assure you. But uh, yeah, he's still up there. He's lucky it's you know, not too cold up there. I think it was about six degrees. Uh, it's not too bad. Not much better here. 
Yeah, that's about six degrees today, uh, just scanning through uh, the current temperatures. Narrabri uh, and Orange are at six. Oh, Inverell, four, three at Wollongara. So, but everywhere else is pretty close to the eight, nine degree mark. Yeah, yeah, but I'll head down to PJR tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll, it's very hard to get reports out there. What reports have kind of been reasonable? But there's no substitute in being there, mate. No, true, true. But, um, you know, the snowy lakes, particularly you can be in Jindamine, have been fishing exceptionally well. Yeah. Ten tag or a wooden bobber, because they're still letting water out. Yesterday I checked, it was down to 20% and still dropping. Ooh. Um, I think Yukambeen was at 63%, I think. Gingerbine was 74 and pretty stable. Well, Threadbow's one degree at the moment, Perisher two and Gingerbine five, so I should mention those two. They were a little bit below <laughs> what we were talking about in Berridale at two degrees. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like Gingerbine, the Cassidary, Brook Trout, Atlantic Salmon, Brown Trout, Rainbow Trout, so it's fishing really, really well, and that's just people shorebound. Yeah, so, you know, they either use worms or power bait. So, yeah, and, and whereabouts are they fishing at? Down near G- uh, Ginderbine uh, Village or, or further yeah, up? Yeah, not that far. Oh, nice. Anywhere around that, like you catch fish. Yeah. As long as you've got access and without trespassing on somebody's property. Yeah. That's, yeah. And then that goes for anywhere else, too. Any, you know, the mountain streams and that. Yes. Now, here people give it a bad name and they go in and cut fences and the like. <laughs> and livestock get on the road and then, you know, that's when farmers come out with guns and you can't blame them. No, no. Just be respectful for the people that, that own the land, you know? Yeah, yeah. And hopefully I'll get a couple of fish at PJ. I'll fish tomorrow, stay tomorrow night and then fish in the morning, drop hope. In the crook hall and see a mate down there, Bobby, and uh, hopefully drop him a couple of fish. It'd be nice. He'd be happy to see that. Yeah, yeah. And um, i toss up whether I'll go from there to Oberon or just come home. Oberon. <laughs> every time anyone says, I've told you the story of the time I went to Oberon. Every time anyone says Oberon, I, sh- I start shivering straight away. <laughs> mate, I've had snow there in November. Oh. It's, it was the coldest place I think I've ever been to. I just felt horrible. but And beautiful place, too. Just gorgeous up there. Yeah, it's great when you've had a bit of rain, but when, you know, a few years back, it was just brown like the rest of the country. Oh, the, the time I was up there in the middle of winter, there was plenty of rain that was coming down at the time. Yeah, what, in, in flake form? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought they were friends, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's a lovely spot. But, yeah. You know, yeah. Great area to beach. The streams, when they're open, all around there. And they're still flowing quite well. So um, the spring looks good once they open and getting yolks over along again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it should be good. Um, I'll have to dust out a fly rod or two, mate. Yeah. Yeah, well, yesterday was the day for tackle cleaning, so we should all be up to spec by now. Yeah, well, you know, it's when you, you, know, you go and buy the 
missus a new fishing rod so you, you can use it. Oh, that reminds me. There's a bit of a, a scam going on with Amazon at the moment too. Yeah. Yeah, I ordered a whole heap of jewellery uh, for my partner and a whole heap of fishing stuff came. So just be wary of that. If I'm going to uh, use them, so that's all right. Yeah. So. But we better love you and leave you. Good luck with the, the fishing tomorrow. I hope it's successful and you'll have to let us know how you go. Oh, I certainly will next weekend. Good on you, Bobby. Take care, my friend. Cheers, mate. Bobby Dean there taking a, a look for us, particularly at the fresh water scene, which, uh, as he said down there at Jindabyne, is absolutely firing. And a good point he makes, too, if you're heading onto somebody else's land, uh, just be respectful, you know, even, you know, ask for permission, you know, stuff like that. It's time for the news at five o'clock.